Puck Wave podcast number six, five, seven, nine. I don't know. One of them. Uh, same cast as always, the goalie Jackson Bowline, Jacob Lucas. Uh, special guest today, the hockey honcho, Nick Floari, joining us from my native New Jersey. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Going great. Um, JB, I hate to do this right off the bat, but we're not really going <laughs> to talk about the first round. But you and I, well, let me rephrase that. Uh, if you're a Penguins fan, Nick and our boy Pat, he knows. JB, you know. Uh, I'm sorry for the jinx, and I'm sorry about, like, I keep having to make new podcasts because I just jinx teams that I pick up every single time. The Cardinals, whatever baseball team I said would win the World Series, the Wild, the Penguins, Suns last year. Uh, sick of apologizing. Yeah. That's that's my words on the first round, JB. I know you have some. If you want to get them in, it, uh, yeah, it was it was a very fast downfall. I mean, you look at the game one, the Blues. No game was close either. Game one, Blues dominated Minnesota. Game two, Wild dominated. Game three, Wild dominated. They come back home, and they don't do anything, and they lose game game four. And then St. Louis really just just took over from there. Uh, it was, it, it just it's a sour feeling because it's it's pretty by far the best season the Minnesota Wild have ever had in their franchise um, since becoming a team in two thousand. And to lose first round is it's fitting for Minnesota sports. And I hate saying that just because it's 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 such a. Um, overused phrase that Minnesota sports is just Minnesota sports, but I really thought this was a different team. And now with the buyouts, it's going to be a difficult money wise uh, off season. I'm not sure what team we're going to get next year. Um, hope it's going to be a similar team and I don't know, but um, it's a bright future in Minnesota. It's just, I don't know how bright the imminent future is. Hey, at least it got up to the mid seventies today there. It says, yeah, um, got sunburned pretty bad. I was outside. Um, weather's weather weather's getting up there. Yeah, for now. And then you know, like you said, the rest of Minnesota sports it'll be doom and gloom soon enough. But hey, yeah, we're still kicking one day at a time. I mean, yeah, you got Krill for a long time. You hope, and uh, yeah, always next year. There is always next year. Yeah, tough tough bounce, but you got to shout out Caprice off, what, eight goals, seven goals, just ridiculous oh, performance. <laughs> and uh, stud rookie Matt Boldy, too. He's he's a, one of my favorite players. He's He has a bright future there in mini. Yeah, um, and he was, he was actually a pick that a lot of Wild fans, including myself, did not really like at nine, and uh, he definitely proved us all wrong. I mean, we all wanted Cole Caulfield. Um, obviously kept passed on him. Still a good player, but Matt Boldy is, was far exceeded expectations. I mean, the last year in college and in the AHL, um, he proved that he deserved to be picking the number nine. But, yeah, exciting with him. He had a lot of chemistry with Fiala, and I don't think Fiala – it's not looking good for Fiala's future in Minnesota, so that kind of stinks. But, yeah, he, he did it uh, really good being called up this year. For sure. I hate that I have to do it. Uh, we do have two Rags fans in the house. No quit in New York. Woohoo. 
Um, I'm going to give my prediction first. It's going to be Rangers and four. I'm hoping I can reverse jinx now. Uh, that's all I want to say about it. Nick, Jake, whoever wants to go first, floor is yours. And Jackson and I, we're going to take a quick little cry break. And then when you guys are done, just let us know. I don't know if your reverse jinx is going to work. There's no passion behind, no passion behind your support this time. I mean, we were talking about this before the podcast. I'll be honest, like Rangers got outplayed a good bit in a few, in quite a few of the games, but I mean, the team's scrappy. They find a way to come back what they were tied for second most comeback wins in the regular season. They just, they're able to dig deep and find a way. And I was very impressed by it. I, you know, some controversial calls throughout going both ways, but I think Jacob we can Trouba, all damn, you're killing a man. Sorry. Um, alternate angle, no elbow, but okay. Went for the poke check. Anyway, uh, that the officiating just throughout the playoffs has been atrocious. I'm really hoping they pick it up in the second round. If I have to be honest, I think Kane's in six, but I'm really hoping the Rangers pull it out. Yeah, I mean, that was a great analysis. I mean, unreal first round. I thought we were going to lose it down 3-2. I was I was worried, but no quit in New York. Unreal series comeback. Uh, no quit in New York. I'm going rags in seven. It's going to be a tough series for sure, but uh, I say we get it done. I love it. Miko and Kreider, there's no stopping them right now. Miko was dead. Came alive when we needed him most. Netted a hattie. Panarin gone where was he all series gets the series winner unbelievable i uh i like hate chris Kreider's face i don't like looking at it um yeah he's just like the worst like whatever steroids james dolan got him like shoot everybody up with them there's no way i just i just yeah i hate looking at his face so maybe like that's why uh I don't know, but Chris Kreider, he's just bad news. But, you know, shout out Igor for, I don't know, remembering who he was. Finally out playing Louis Domingue. It stinks that he's gone, but, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to Igor. I'm, I'm going to be honest. He, he, was, he was not himself for those first few games. I, after, after game one, he was not himself for those first few games. You know, game two, he didn't play bad at all, but. Compared to game one, it was like, okay, maybe he's just a little tired from game one, faced a lot of shots. Then it got to game three. Then game four, I was getting really nervous. I was like, oh, God, what happened to Igor? Did we just have a playoff collapse? And then found his rhythm, you know, was able to to get back on his feet toward the end of the series. And I'm really hoping he carries it over into Carolina. But should that not work out, bring in Georgiev to shut him out again for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, no business doing it in the regular season. The Carolina killer. Right? All right, Jackson. What do uh, I mean, the two of them seem pretty confident in Carolina. So why do you think they feel that way? Um, I mean, I I honestly, um, I I have a lot of confidence in the Rangers right now because that last series was, it's a tough series with Pittsburgh and it could have gone either way. I mean, overtime in game seven was fitting. But I think that series proved that they aren't frauds, um, what a lot of people think, um, just because they can win. And if Igor's having a bad game, they can bounce back the next day. And Carolina's, I haven't been confident about them most of the year. 
Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. There's something about him. I don't know if it's just because they, they don't really have like a, a superstar on the team. I mean, Ajo's very good. I just, I don't think I would consider him a superstar. I'm not sure when Frederick Anderson's coming back either. Um, I think that'll be huge too. Cause once you come second round, I don't know how long you can run with Ranta. Um, but yeah, I, I still, I think the Rangers can win this series. Um, I think I said it. If Pittsburgh won, I think, I think Carolina doesn't or matches up better with Pittsburgh, but I think Rangers match up really well against Carolina. My only issue with us playing Ranta is I can't explain it other than calling it the Rangers effect. And maybe this is just me being like the cynical New York Rangers fan I am. Whenever we play a backup goalie, they turn into like prime Patrick Waugh. I don't know what it is, but they do. Look at the big, like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a a question for you. I don't know if it might make you guys mad. What if the Rangers, let's say a scenario, if they win the Stanley Cup this year, just a couple years after Lundqvist retired, after he never got one, what does that feel like for Rangers fans? I don't know if I can describe how much I would <laughs> cheer and cry simultaneously. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd feel so good for Igor. I mean, it'd be sick, but, like, he'd immediately just, like, in my head would be, like, almost as good. I mean, I can't really say as good or better than Hank because Hank's just so good. Olympic gold is like only as is only really his hardware though. Didn't really spit that out right. But uh, yeah, I mean, if Igor gets the cup, gosh, I would just feel so bad for Hank at that point. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you realize how ridiculous it is to call somebody like the king that never you know won a cup or anything like of real value. I'm not going to argue with the fact that he's one of the greatest goaltenders in the history of the National Hockey League, Stanley Cup or no Stanley Cup. It's not even the best one in the you, you give, Okay. Okay. Let's say this. Let's say this. You Can you honestly put – can you honestly say if you put Hank in place of Brodeur, the Devils don't win as many cups as they do with Brodeur? Because, no, they win, this, they win the exact same amount of cups. The, Hank, Hank would have kept him in the, like Brodeur did. Like – it's just Hank didn't have the team in front of him. Like when we lost in 2014, we lost three games in overtime. There was one overtime and two double overtimes. Like that's just brutal. Like it shows you, and he had the career of his season or season of his career like that year. I don't know. I feel like you put Jackson, you know, in MSG, he could have put up similar numbers. I just think he was a system goalie. I don't know about all that. That's (laughs) bait. I'm just seeing like how I and many others feel about Henrik Lundqvist. And I've just never got that is not how many people feel about Henrik Lundqvist. That is you talking as a devil's fan. How would you feel if I said Brodor was a system goalie? I mean, that's just not true. Like exactly. And it's not true with Lundqvist either. It is though, because like, you know, literally it's not. How is that true? Dude, go on YouTube and look up Henrik Lundqvist's best saves. Like none of all of them are ridiculous saves. Like, how is that a system goalie? He got into the right system. That's what I can say. He got that optimum money and he made it work. Anybody could have done it, you know, except for Georgiev. Let's put, let's, let's put you in the pads and let's see what your, let's see what your save percentage is after one game against the Coyotes. It's different. I have I guarantee you I it's have, a 0.13. I have super thin wrists. So like the, the gear doesn't really like fit me as well. 
But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we we can keep talking about you know the king all we want. Stupid that we call him the king. We can keep talking about him though. Six other teams that I'm sure you know, they have fans and they want to hear us talk about them. Yeah, I mean, you want to? Should we just start with the the bow for Florida that's starting in a couple hours here? Good. I mean, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm picking the back-to-back cup champs. I'm saying Tampa and six. Part of it is I'm choosing Vasilevsky over Bobrovsky any day of the week. Like, it does not matter. Always choosing Vasilevsky there. Um, even with the injury to Braden Point, I feel like Tampa's deeper. And then there's also just the President's Trophy curse. Like, you, you don't go on and win the cup after winning the President's Trophy. It's just not something that happens anymore. And I know it's a superstition, but it's one I'm buying into. And I just, I think Tampa's going away with this series. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, we were talking about this a little before too. I mean, you just can't bet against Vasilevsky in the playoffs. I mean, some of those stats I saw what he's never lost back to back games in the playoffs and he's seven and zero in series advancing games with six shutouts. I mean, just ridiculous. I say Tampa, in five, I mean, I don't see this being a long series whatsoever. Yeah, um, like I've said before, um, they were the Panthers were my preseason pick to win the Stanley Cup, so I'm definitely going to cheer for them. Um, I think this is going to be a competitive series, just because they are two high level teams. But you're right. I mean, you can't bet against the, the Lightning right now. Um, you can bet against them once they lose, and they they haven't proven that they can lose. I mean, they beat arguably a top three team in the playoffs coming in. So, uh, yeah, Vasilevsky is a much better goaltender than Borowski. When Borowski's on, it should be a really good game. But, I mean, if he has an off game, it, it could get ugly. So, I, I like I mean, the Lightning in this series. He had, a couple in, he had a couple in Washington. Yeah. He wasn't on his game in Washington. I mean – not saying Washington's an easy team, but that series might not, maybe shouldn't have gone to seven if Bobrovsky was more consistent. Interesting take here. Bobrovsky isn't playing too hot. You think Spencer Knight could be like a Jake Ottinger for the Panthers? Just come out of nowhere, play off his mind, out of his mind? It's a possibility. I think he could. No. Yeah. Speaking of Otter, just real quick, what a way to just put yourself on the map. Like, what a crazy display of the playoffs. And I'm so, I feel so bad for him that the Stars didn't win because he did everything he could to keep them in that. He's the only reason it went seven. Yeah, he was, he was insane. Um, and, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've loved Ottinger um, all year. I mean, he was a second-round pick a couple years ago. Um, so he's – and he, he made his debut in the playoffs, his career debut, I think, last year. So this is all – this is – he, he knows this game. Um, he was, he was lights out. I mean, watching the game, it was just sad. I mean, they, they would put up 50 shots and the stars would have 20 or something. It was, it was, it was a, it was a demolishing seven game series. Yeah. I, I don't see the Panthers like doing it. I know I predicted Tampa Toronto to go five. I was a bit off on that one. But say Florida wins tonight, they win game one. It's guaranteed to, uh, yeah, Florida wins game one. It's guaranteed that Tampa Bay is going to win game two. 
they do not lose after losing. So, it, you know, they're going to, it would have to be, they would have to alternate, w- lose, win, lose, win, lose, win. And then like a game seven, maybe. And then even then, I'm not betting against Vasilevsky in a game seven. John Cooper has that horseshoe so far up his rear end. And it's just, he's got all, like, you have players just, nobody, it's like, nobody thinks any task is too small on that team. And it shows why, you know, you can call it a Mickey Mouse ring, whatever. But then they won last year too. So like, no job is too small for any of them. They'll all do whatever they need to do. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go against the Tampa Bay Lightning until they're officially done and out. You know, kind of like their buddy Tom Brady. I'm not going to consider him retired until he's, you know, officially up in the Fox booth with $37.5 million a year. Uh, Anyway, so, the West, let's talk about those Calgary Flames. Fun fact before we get into that, though. Johnny Gaudreau, not verified on Twitter. Thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I know, you know, he's playing in the middle of nowhere, Canada, and I'm sure someone, you know, up there, middle of nowhere in Canada is like, hey, that's not very nice, eh? And, you know, I, it's Canada. Like, what are you going to do? Battle of Alberta. It's cool, but middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm excited for that series, Battle of Alberta, Edmonton, Calgary. I mean, that should be awesome. Yeah, uh, my thoughts on it is toward the start of the Oiler King series, the Oilers seemed to be really balanced in their offense. You know, it seemed like they were getting production from a good bit of different people. I mean, like, obviously, you still have the primary figures of McDavid and Dreisaitl, but it seemed like they were getting a good amount of, like, production spread throughout the lineup. In game six and seven, though, it felt like McDavid was just the crutch. Like, without McDavid, it, six and seven just – they wouldn't have been a competitor in it felt like. And that really concerns me going into a team like Calgary going, going against Calgary. I mean, I know the stars just took them to seven, but like we said, that was all Jake Ottinger who was just playing out of his mind. I don't, I don't, I don't think Smith's going to do the same thing. If I'm being honest, I don't think Smith's going to pull an Ottinger and just put up 50 saves out of nowhere in game seven and still lose. Like, feel like they're going to be able to get a lot more pucks past Smith. Yeah. Um, I'm all in on Calgary um, for this playoffs. I think that's the, the bandwagon I'll be jumping on. Um, they're, they're so good. I don't, I honestly don't know. Like you said, if Andre's not in net, say, um, I don't even know anybody else other than Ottinger, um, that game, that series could be just like uh Nashville and be swept just because of how much better Calgary was and the Oilers. I thought the Oilers were going to do better against the Kings. Um, I didn't see that going to seven. I think a few of you did, but um, the Kings put up a fight, but Edmonton as well. I mean, they, they had some sinker games and if you do that against the flames, it could be over in a four. I think this, this series has potential to go long just because of the rival and um, the battle, but skill-wise, I'd take the Flames at five. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I see Calgary winning this, but the only chance I think Edmonton have Edmonton has is 
Dry, I feel like Dry Side. What what are his playoff points? He's been quiet. No, missed. I mean, for the two. most part, he, he pulled out a hat trick out of nowhere. He was quiet, pulled out a hat trick, then went quiet again. So I don't know if he's going to show up for this series. Highly regarded, probably as the second plus player in the world behind McDavid. I mean, if those guys turn on, I mean, there's no stopping them. But Benny and Markstrom's a great goalie. I'd take Markstrom over Mike Smith. And yeah, I mean, it should. I think it's going to be a high scoring series for sure. I don't think it's going to be low scoring games by any means. Speaking of Markstrom, what you what do you think about um, him getting a Vesna nod over Anderson? Just quick thoughts, like agree or disagree? Oof, you know. I'd have to go disagree. Or, yeah, I'd have to go dis. No, oh my gosh, I'm like contradicting myself. I guess I go to agree because I'd say Carolina's defense is better. All right, I was just curious. That was a yeah. bit of a point of controversy when they first announced it. Everyone's like, "Where's Anderson at?" Yeah, no, that's a. T- I mean, they're they're both pretty even. I don't know, both Swedes, yeah. right? I think so. I think so. Um, no, I mean. I agree. I, I'd probably say Calgary in five. Like, I see Edmonton taking it to six max. I don't know. Like, despite the rivalry, I just this doesn't feel like a seven game series to me. It just doesn't have like. It feels like Calgary just outmatches them in every area it matters, except like that one player. In which, like, no offense to Goudreau, he's fantastic, but like, of course McDavid's better. Yeah. Like, I'm taking McDavid Drysital over Goudreau to Chuck. Oh, come on. That's Johnny America you're talking about, Jake. Sorry. I mean, yeah, so what? He's not verified on Twitter. It's fine. We still love the guy. (laughs) That's just, like, crazy to me. I only found that out because I saw a different tweet. It was about um, Brad Marchand wearing a Ramon shirt, and somebody said, what's your favorite Ramon song? And he said, I don't know who Ramon is. And then somehow Johnny Goudreau was in the thread or whatever. And I thought that was interesting that, you know, like we all love to hate Marsham, but like, you know, sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like, it's hard for me to hate him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I hate Marshan, but uh, he is one of the greatest celebrations of all time. McGregor at the game, the McGregor selling. I mean, you can't, can't hate that, but you can hate him. Yeah. All right. We got one series left. I'm what, well, I mean, arguably the easiest to predict, but I mean, I don't know, because we were talking we were talking in our round one previews and quite a few of us said whoever comes out of that wild blue series can give it to the Avs and can take them on. So what do we think? Do we think this is going to be another clinic by the Avs or do we think that the Blues have what it takes and could push it or even knock out probably, probably the odds on favorite? No. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I... Right now, the, the feelings are very negative on the Blues, uh, and I've hated the Blues for quite a while, but I also hate the Avalanche with a burning passion as well. So, I don't know, that's a tough series for me. But um, if I have to choose one, I'd choose the Avalanche. I think the Avs could do it in four or five, and I don't know if that's just bias speaking uh, because of my, my feelings over the, the Blues. But the, Blue, the Avalanche aren't the wild. Um, the, the Avalanche can take advantage of the Blues for missing defensemen. I mean, you got Scott Perunovich, who uh, hitting Minnesota High School alum. Uh, <laughs> I always mention that, but he's just not hes just not ready. He didn't look good defensively. He looked really good on the power play, but that's their third defenseman. 
they play those top two half the game. They don't have the depth um, to beat the Avalanche, I don't think. And Bennington, Bennington, he's not going to – Bennington's not going to – with not going to um, – do anything against the avalanche. He's not going to do what he did against the wild. That was a joke. I, I hate Bennington too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think uh, Colorado definitely comes out with this one. I say probably in like six, I think St. Louis might be able to steal a couple, but uh, Kale McCarr, McKinnon, Branton and Landis got ridiculous. Like no stopping them right now. I, I don't see much of a fight back from St. Louis besides maybe stealing a couple. I got the abs in five, personally. I also think that, I again, like the Blues, you know, I could see them doing something. But like you said, and this is not to this is not to shun your wild. I mean, I had the wild going into that series and everything. Colorado is going to be so much more defensively tight than the wild were in that series. Their goaltending... I don't know if I can say it's like better because I mean, it's like playoff flurry, but he didn't feel like playoff flurry in that series. So like I could see Kemper being like a better, uh, better goaltender in that series. And like you said, you make one mistake and the avalanche are all over you and they're getting cuts on that. They're getting the rebound. Puck is winding up in there. So yeah, I mean, abs and five, it just, it seems like it's just inevitable. I'm going to take, the Colorado Avalanche in three and a half, because I imagine game four, it's just going to be like four nothing midway through the second. And the Blues are just going to be like, oh, man, we can't wait to join, you know, whoever on the golf course. And not for anything. I think if St. Louis steals a game or two, we'll just wind up blaming it on fatigue because Colorado Avalanche have not played a hockey game in like eight days now. Like, that's the longest time that they've been without hockey, basically, like, since the summer. You don't even get that long off during the All-Star break. So, but, you know, when they do win in four games, it'll be like, oh, okay, you know, they were better. And also, like, they've just been sitting at home for a week. So, you know, I imagine uh, they enjoyed it, and then they'll probably get another week off. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like that Calgary series could be kind of quick as well. So we'll have to see if there's a lot of time off for, for any of the teams going into the conference finals. But, Calgary, Calgary, Colorado would be a very fun series. That would be a very fast series. So I'm kind of oh, ready yeah. for that too. Yeah, I would love to see that. That would be absolutely electric. It'd be two of the most threatening first lines in hockey, but also teams that have some depth to them and it'd make for some good entertainment for sure. At that point, it might come down to a goaltending matchup if we have that, because offensively, they those two almost match up. Yeah. Just so everyone's clear, final four after this round, we'll go Nick, Jackson, Jake. What's that? Oh, oh, my final four. Um, all right, I got Rangers and... Who would we play if we win? Tampa or Florida. Tampa. All right, so Rangers, Tampa, and then I got Colorado, Calgary, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the same as mine. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to yeah. say that's the same That's the same as mine. Yeah. I, I'm going to say – I'm going to say the same thing. Logically, I feel like we could get knocked out by Carolina, but 
I don't know. There's just there's some feeling about this Rangers team that they came down from a three one deficit, were losing in three games straight to be eliminated, and just kept finding the way to win and take the series. Yeah, but you know, uh, it's a good way to put it. Rangers at four, and then you know, hopefully sometime next time we'll talk to us. Rangers probably won't have lost a game, but you know, that's all the time we got for this one. So we'll talk about it on the next one. We're out. How are we going?